1: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But a few minutes ago on WSPB when I heard the radio news, it was about a man who had found dead in his car on the edge of a... The found um, just off the Tamiami Trail, somewhere south of here. I, I don't know exactly where. Car, oh, it was exactly like Earl's.
0: Well, so what? Now, take it easy, Mike. First you call WSTB I
1: did. Only they didn't know any more than they said in the news report. Okay,
0: then call them again. Ask them where they got that story. Whatever news service they got it from knows where it came from, what police department. Or maybe they got it from the police direct.
1: All right, Johnny, I'll phone them again. Sure.
0: And when you get the information, you can call the police director.
1: Yes, yeah, 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 I'll do it. I'm sorry, I sounded so upset. Oh,
0: well, just stop worrying. But go ahead and put through that call to the station anyway. Meantime... Yes? Meantime, I'll find out how soon I can get a plane down there. <laughs> CBS Radio brings you Bob Bailey... In the exciting adventures of the man with the action packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. <laughs> expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar. Attention Earl Porman at the Tri State Life and Casualty Company, Sarasota, Florida. The following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the false alarm matter. Mm-hmm. Expense account item one, 79.60, taxi and a plane out of Hartford. Flight connections were perfect. The trip was easy. And by mid-afternoon, I was at the Plumman home on St. Armand's Key in Sarasota. Oh, Johnny, oh, you sweet guy. Okay, now, Mike, you better tell me what you'll learn when you call back to that station. Oh,
1: Johnny, I'm so sorry. I don't know what got into me being so worried about him.
0: You mean that Earl is okay?
1: But the way he rushed out of here this morning without telling me where he was going or why, and then when I heard that awful report on the you radio... did
0: check back with W S P V.
1: They called me. Oh? Yes, right after I'd finished talking to you. And, Johnny, they were wonderful. How do you mean? Well, they'd realized I was upset because of my having called them before, oh. so they'd checked that news report all the way back to the police who'd found that man dead in his car from a heart attack. And mm-hmm. Well, it was the police in Bonita Springs. That's uh, down below Fort Myers. Yeah. And yes, the car was like Earl's, but the dead man's name was... Denson or a Benson or something.
0: So all my worry was for nothing. Oh well, I'm glad. <laughs> hey, you kind of had me worried too on the way down here.
1: Well, I love that guy, Johnny, like nobody else in the world.
0: Oh, no, I don't blame you a bit.
1: And now you've come all the way down here for nothing.
0: Well, maybe I'll talk him into taking me. Fishing. <laughs> Where is he then? What? Well, after all, if he left early this morning, you still haven't heard from him.
1: No. No, Johnny, I haven't. And look, it's after four o'clock.
0: Ah, uh, easy, and Johnny, gal. this
1: isn't like him. Not to at least call or something. Now,
0: don't start worrying that pretty head of yours again over nothing. But
1: if he told me where he was going or why, he was in such a hurry. Mike, get, and with
0: all these crazy drivers on the road this time Mike, of year. Mike, behave yourself. But Johnny, look, there's... look, now, I, I kind of like that guy, too. And if you'd given me just one honest reason to be concerned about him... I... Oh. Ah, you see, that's probably Earl calling you right now.
1: Oh, dear. I, I hope
0: so. Sure, of course it is. I'll bet on it. Well, go ahead. Answer it. But if it isn't, if it's the police oh, or something. Okay, I'll take it. Mike, listen to me. Huh? Who is it, John? Look, listen, I'm sorry not to have called. Oh, it's Earl. But I've been tied up on a pretty serious matter down here. What kind of matter? It could be a murder, one of my policyholders. So put in a call for me to Johnny Dollar up in Hartford.
1: <laughs> oh, <Johnny. laughs>
0: Ask him to get here as fast as he can. You get that, Mike? Tell him not to bother stopping there at the house, but to meet me down here. Down where, Earl? Or maybe you can meet him at the airport and drive in. What? What did you say? Well, I simply asked you down where. Oh, well, down here. Then. What? What? Who's that? Well, keep talking, Earl. No, wait. Uh, what is this? I, I mean, who are... uh, Johnny? That's right. All right. Now, look. Somebody's trying to... Is this some kind of a gang? Well, just exactly where are you? You haven't been very definite so far. Okay, okay. It's 9727 Sunnyvale Road. It's off the highway below Venice. But now, listen... Well, if Michael let me use her car, I'll be down there in jig time, okay? Who are you? I told you but it isn't possible. Joe, keep your shirt on. How could it be? Why don't you sit there and patiently try to figure it out, <laughs> you huh? You rascal. But, Johnny, if you really are Johnny, look, say something more. Talk to me some more. Well, I found down about Donna Bennett. What? Yeah, try figuring that out, too. <laughs> I know I can. Oh. Well, everything okay now, Mike? Am I relieved? Sure. But you rascal, have you ever put Earl into the Department of Utter Confusion? I tried.
1: (laughs) I'm sure you succeeded. So if I may use your car... Of course you may.
0: Then maybe I'd better hit the road before Earl has a chance to call back. Yes, you do that. (laughs) Earl had given me on Sunnyvale Road turned out to be a huge, expensive home of white brick and stucco, surrounded by well-kept lawns and gardens with a lot of statuary. Tall palm trees lined the driveway, and there was every conceivable kind of tropical tree. Yeah, quite an estate. Two cars were parked out front, Earl's, and another one that looked familiar with a doctor's tag on it. Earl met me at the front door. After learning how come I happened to be in Florida, he got straight to the point. But, uh, now come inside, Johnny. Yeah, sure. It was Dr. Crutcher who called me, dragged me over here. You remember him? Sure do. Lives to say, since long before she inherited the family chemical business, made it pay off, then married Frank and built this beautiful home. Frank who, Earl? As wrong a marriage as there could possibly have been. Frank was after Linda's money, that's all. And everybody in the world seemed to realize it but she. Yeah, but who's to argue when love comes along? Love? Don't kid yourself. It was out of pity for Frank that Linda married him, made him president of the plant. Typical of her, though. What do you mean? Harry Forrester, chief chemist and VP. Not because he knows anything about it, but because she felt sorry for him after she turned him down in favor of Frank. Jim Parker, Bill Price, Art Higby, sitting there in their fancy offices, collecting big salaries, and only because he'd known them as kids. Heard their sob stories and wanted to help them. And that plant, I'm sorry to have got so far away from why I'm glad oh. you're here. Oh, sorry, right, Earl. The more general background I can get in a case like this, if it is murder... And I'm absolutely certain now that it is. I'm glad to see you, Johnny. How are you, Doc? Glad you could make it. So how you got down here so quickly? Well, maybe Earl will tell you about that later. Yes. Yeah. Now, look here. Doc, let me across the room to the bed. Lying there was the body of Linda. Even in death, she was beautiful. And I must have said something to that effect under my breath. Yes, she was, Johnny. She is now, but not when Earl and I first arrived. Oh? Her body was twisted as though in pain. Eyes wide, the pupils dilated. Oh. that sounds like cyanide. But look at her now. That's right. She's potassium theramylisylate. Oh, I'm afraid I never heard of that. Immediate symptoms are much the same as for cyanide, but now, as you see, the body's relaxed, and what color is left? Well, another doctor, not knowing her history, might have come to the same conclusion as the maid when she called me and said that Linda was having a heart attack. Uh, that's why Doc had me come along with him, Johnny, in such a hurry. What do you mean? A heart attack? Linda? Oh, I see. So, I immediately made some tests. I, uh... Uh, well, ever since you've got me interested in forensic medicine, Johnny... Well, <laughs> oh, I told you you'd make the best medical detective in the world, Doc. Well, I carry quite a bit of equipment about in my car. And I'll bet it even includes that ubiquitous microscope of yours. Yes. Anyhow, i found definite indications now of potassium theramylicillate. Well, how is it given to her? I say the indications, Johnny, not traces of it. So? I doubt if even an autopsy would show traces of it. But then how are we going to... Well... Isn't poison usually given in food? I've checked the silverware, every piece of china, every utensil in the house. And no sign of it. And she hadn't been out of the house. But now, don't forget this, Johnny. Yeah? Just one good breath from a PTM crystal could produce death in a matter of minutes. Well, what about the servants? There must be servants in a place like this. There are. And I've questioned all of them. Nothing. Hmm. Oh. Do you mind if I talk to them? By all means, Johnny, do so all i wanted to see the servants see what they were like and uh, well i must admit they all convinced me they've been completely devoted to their mistress. that not one of them could possibly have been accessory to this murder the last one i talked to was irene linda's personal maid who'd been with her helping her dress when the end came
1: and um, i was at the closet getting her
0: shoes for her so where was she
1: then sitting there at the dressing table oh dear she had fixed up her hair, and she was putting some perfume on herself before getting into wait, the right uh, Wait a minute, please. And then she clutched at her heart, and she screamed. Yeah,
0: yeah, Irene. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That'll be all.
1: And she was gasping, and I had her over to the bed, and so I laid her down Hey, listen,
0: doctor. Yes, yes Johnny? Let me see, let me see. Yeah, here. This perfume bottle... With the stopper lying here beside it. Yeah, here, are, Doc. Yeah. No, no, no. don't sniff well, it. Looks to me like it's empty. Sure it is. Now, but Doc, can you run a test? Can you tell if it's ever had uh, a crystal or that potassium ferrous stuff in it? Oh yes, I mean. Okay, now, Earl, you seem to have known quite a bit about Linda, whatever her name is. Well, I should. Well, oh, maybe sure. you can come up with some idea about who might be suspect in this thing. Of course I can. If you and Doc will give me half a chance to get a word in, it. Right. Who? But it's the proof you've got to get for it. Who, Earl? Look, I told you about her marriage, the reason for it, didn't I? Huh? And who else would have access to this rare drug that Doc is talking about? And, And who else will get hold of a chemical plant now that she's gone? Earl. Of course, Johnny. Her husband, Frank Hansen, he's the only suspect. Earl is right, Johnny. Then where is he? He left here early this morning, ostensibly to go to the plant. He hasn't been seen there. Hanson, that Hansen. means only one thing. He skipped. But if you can find him, if you can prove he did this... Johnny, there was, was potassium feramilicylate in this bottle. Wait a minute. Hanson. What? She said a name like Jensen or Benson or something. Who? What are you talking about? Earl, I'm sorry, but I got a hunch this prime suspect of yours is also very dead. Oh. <laughs> three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in just a moment. I made a phone call to police lieutenant Paul Bristow at Benita Springs. Yes, it was the body of Frank Hansen they'd found in that car off the Camiemi Trail. Apparently, he'd just been driving along on his way to the plant, smoking a cigarette, when his heart suddenly... Huh? That's right. Cigarette just fell to his lap and burned up the ash. I told him to run a test on the other cigarettes they'd found with the body, a test for PTM. About an hour later, the lieutenant called me back. You are right, Mr. Dollar. It was no heart attack that killed him. It was that poison. Then I talked with Doc and Earl about the personal side of Linda's life, about her love affairs over the years. And yeah, sure enough, the one man who threatened all sorts of things if she married somebody else. But it was still the matter of getting proof for a confession. Uh, what is it, Johnny? What are you thinking of, Doc? I'm going to need your help. You know I'll do anything I can. Now let me think. Let me let me let me think for a minute. Yeah. Hey, listen. Can you concoct something out of those chemicals you have there? Something that will say make a a, a kind of stain after a few seconds if you put it on your hand? Well, I don't know, John. Uh, yes. yes, yes, maybe there is. Yes, a combination of this colorless dye with a small amount of ferrous Yes. Of course it will. A combination of good. But uh, what for, Johnny? Because I'm going to play this hunch your mind to the end. But we need some proof. Oh. And, 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 Doc, yeah. a tiny sponge or a piece of gauze that'll absorb one of those two chemicals that I can, uh, well, I can tape it inside a finger on the left hand. Why? Anything you say, Johnny. The other chemical, well, just keep it in the bottle until I'm ready to use it. Johnny, do you mind telling me what you're up to? Sure I mind. Just get that stuff ready for me, Doc, and we'll take off. <laughs> A few minutes later, the three of us in Earl's car drove down to the chemical plant. Fortunately, the chief chemist, Harry Forrester, was still there. I was introduced, shook hands with him, with both my hands. Then we took him into a private office and I went to work on him. I'm afraid I don't understand what this is all about, Mr. Dollar. Insurance investigator, did you say? Yeah, that's right, Forrester. Now listen to me. Oh, very well. If Linda Hansen were to die... If Linda? Die? Heaven forbid. Oh. I, uh... I was in love with Linda one time. Very much in love. With Linda or her money? Well, I beg your pardon? You know that's true, Harry. Pullman, I resent that. Sit down, Forrester, and take it easy. Okay, now. If Linda were to die, I would assume that her fortune, including this plant, would go to her husband, Frank. Frank. Of course it would. But why do you bring up... But, nothing? Uh, suppose Frank were to die, too. You'd kind of be next in line, wouldn't you? I? Of course you would. After all, you were next in line in her affections, weren't you? Well, Dollar, I don't see that I... aren't ambitious guy like you. You mean you didn't even rate next to Frank? Of course I did. Then you'd be next in line, wouldn't you? But suppose I were. <laughs> what difference does it make? And you just happen to know where to get your hands on PTM. PTM? Potassium thermosolate. You do have it here, don't you? Well, I uh, I would assume so. Jeez. That is a chemist? And you aren't sure? Well, of course we have it. But uh, I've never had occasion to go near this stuff. Never? You sure of that? Absolutely. Quite frankly, I'd be afraid of any proximity to such a drug. Never touch the stuff, huh? Never. May I have the bottle, please, doctor? There, there you is. are, Johnny. That is PTM. Now you know it comes in crystal form. Oh, here, yes. No, Forrester, this is just a harmless... Oh, sp- oh, I'm afraid I spilled some of it on your head. You certainly did. Oh, that's all right. Wipe it off. It's already begun to do its work. What? That bluish tinge. Positive proof that you've been handling PTM. You... You sure? Yeah, that you somehow got into Linda's perfume bottle on some of Henry's cigarettes. Well... And you know. That's right. Wanna call the police, Earl? Sure. No. So you're right. So I killed them both. But I'm not going to be dragged through the filthy courts, and neither you nor anybody else. No, you don't. Oh. Phew. Here. Look. This tiny capsule he was about to swallow. Yeah. What do you think, Doc? Hmm. Well, of course, I can't be sure. Without those crystals, certainly look like it. P.T.M. P.T.M. So, it'll be up to the courts whether Harry Forrester likes it or not. And believe me, I'd hate to be in his shoes. Well, I keep wondering, why don't they ever learn? A expense account total including a gift to the Poormans for putting me up for a few days while Earl and I did some fishing, 161 even. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar. Mm -hmm. This is Frederick Keeley at Masters Insurance
1: and Trust Company. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.